Well, I want to welcome you here to Emmanuel, to the Greenwood campus, and my name is Steve Rouse, and Danny's going to be back next weekend for Rally Weekend. I hope that you've already made the decision that I'm going to church. Who's coming with me? I've decided I'm going to be here, and I'm working on some people to come. You don't want to miss it. Make the decision today that you're going to be here, and you're going to bring some people with you. It's going to be incredible. Today has been all about remembering. We've tried to hit you with that right from the start of the service. And I was going through a closet a couple weeks ago and I came across this old uh, Franklin Covey planner. I don't know how many of you have used a Franklin Covey planner. Whether you've used a, a day timer or, or some sort of, uh, you know, just, just plain old planner or notebook or legal pad or whatever, at the very least you've probably had a calendar um, on your refrigerator to keep track of, you know, appointments, things you had to do. And I came across this and it was great. You know, I was thumbing through it and it still had that leather smell and it's got all sorts of zipper pockets, had a couple pens in it that still work and business card holders of, you know, people I was probably supposed to get back with. I don't know. And I was looking through and, man, it was great. It's got, you know, two, two pages per month and all these places to write stuff and task lists and goals and just notes that I had taken from, you know, sermons that I had heard or conferences that I had been to and just all these hopes and dreams of things that I was supposed to do. In fact, I saw in here a note that in July of whatever year this was, I was supposed to be working on giving a talk in July and I don't know how it went, but I'm back, so I, I guess it went okay. I don't know. And I was supposed to be working on spending quality time with Alexis. Um, I picked her up from school the other day, and she's still speaking to me, so I guess maybe I did that or it's going okay. But, you know, it was interesting because as I was looking at this, I thought an entire year of how I spent my time, mostly business but some personal stuff too, is right here who I met with, what I was working on, what was important to me, and the thought hit me, did I do the right stuff? Did I spend time working on the right things? You know, in church world, weekends are a huge deal, and we all take off on Fridays, most of us here, so Thursdays are kind of that last day where we're scurrying around making sure we've gotten everything ready for the weekend. You know, whether it's birth through students, weekends are a big deal. Whether it's for the adults, weekends are a big deal. So Thursdays, we're making sure is everything done. And we find ourselves saying this around here, how is it Thursday again already? Because man, the week flies by and it's Thursday and it's like, man, oh no, we're off tomorrow. I hope everything's ready. I hope we've been doing the right stuff all week long to get ready for the weekends because the weekends have to be right. You're here. You're bringing your friends. Even for the small groups that meet throughout the week, a lot of that happens here on the weekend because you sign up, you hear about it, those opportunities. The weekend has to be right. And we're like, man, I hope we've been doing the right stuff throughout the week to get ready for the weekend. Christmas is a big deal here at church because those four weekends in December are big because you invite people come, especially with the Franklin campus launching this December, and you're going to be inviting friends there. We want to make sure those four Christmas weekends go really, really well, and we're actually saying things like, can you believe it's time to start thinking about Christmas again? I mean, it's September. So the question is, from January all the way through September, have we been doing the right stuff? Have we been getting ready for Christmas? Have we been doing the right things? You face this in your own life with all the schedules that you have and you're trying to pay the mortgage and you're trying to advance at work and you're trying to take care of family, kids, grandkids, husband, wife, sons, daughters, parents, everything you're doing, 
You've got a lot on your plate. You've got a lot of activities. You've got a lot of people pulling at you to get things done. I have this bracelet that I wear. It says, keep on shining, Maddie Justice. Maddie was a middle school piano student of mine. And on Thursdays, she would come over and her parents would come in. And most parents don't sit in for piano lessons. It actually works out better that way. But her mom or dad would sit in the room while she would take piano. And it was usually Thursday nights and, you know, an hour lesson every other week. And we, we did it for a couple years. And I remember her mom saying to me, hey, uh, Maddie has like a, we think it's a spider bite or something on the side of her face. And, you know, we kind of, it's not healing up like it should. And we got to get that checked out. And she emailed me back and said, yeah, we've got to get some more tests. And a couple days later, I got a group email. I was on a group email and it said, hey, um, Maddie's got something pretty serious going on. Maddie has leukemia. So my wife and I went down, did a couple of visits to the hospital at Riley there and looked like things were going well. She was going to get a bone marrow transplant from her sister. So we went over to the house, did a visit and seemed like that was going well. And then a few months went by and that wasn't going too well. So they took Maddie to um, St. Jude in Memphis and she was there for a while. And then they brought Maddie home. And in a couple of months, it will be two years since Maddie passed away. And I wear this bracelet um, for a couple reasons. First one is, I mean, we love Maddie and her family, and she's special to us. And when we see her family out, um, you know, we catch up and we talk briefly, and, and she'll always be special to us. Second reason I wear this is to remind me that in the busyness of everything we have going on, there have to be some things that rise above. There have to be some things that are more important. There have to be some things that in calendars and task lists and schedules and appointments make it to the top. And this is a tension that we will always have. This is a tension that Jesus knew you and I would walk in. I mean, as Christ followers... We're trying to live according to his teachings. We talk about the one-year Bible around here and try to encourage all of us to read the Bible and to spend time in his word and say, okay, in this situation, what would Jesus want us to do? What would be the right thing? How can we live out? How can we best represent Jesus in the workplace, with our neighbors, in our, with our families, with our friends? And the tension of managing everyday life situations and still keeping some things above, still paying attention to the most important thing, is a tension that Jesus knew that we would walk in. In fact, in a meal with his disciples, what would famously become known as the Last Supper, there was some wine, there was some bread, and Jesus challenged his disciples to come together, to eat and to drink every so often, in remembrance of Jesus. If you've been reading the one-year Bible just recently in the past few weeks, Paul, in 1 Corinthians 11, challenges the church at Corinth. And now that we're reading the Bible, we're receiving that same challenge so that here on a Labor Day weekend in 2015, we could be challenged to have a communion service to remember the words of Jesus to take time to do this in remembrance of me, to come together, to eat and to drink 
to remember. So the question is, why would Jesus challenge us to remember? Well, I think the obvious answer is that he knew, left to ourselves, that we would forget. We would just forget. We're simply too busy. We're simply pulled in too many directions. The doctor, the games, the work, the yard, the finances, the schedules, and left to ourselves, we would forget. So at a communion service, we can create space, we can take time to remember. I put three things in your notes. Three areas where we can remember, and I want to challenge you right now. The first one, we need to remember what Jesus did. We need to remember what Jesus did. In Colossians chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, the words are going to appear on the screens. In Colossians chapter 2, we see, and you who were dead in your trespasses or your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of the debt that stood against us with its legal demands This, the record of the debt, he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Think of it this way. Steve Rouse, that's me. Here's your list of all the sins that you've committed. You've lied, you've cheated, you've been unkind, you've said things you shouldn't have said, you've done things you shouldn't have done, you've thought things you shouldn't have thought, you have broken God's law in all these ways, and when you get to the bottom of the list, flip it over because it keeps going. Steve Roush, you have a very long list of sins. Your list of debts that you owe is long. Yeah, it sure is. And here's what Jesus Christ did. He took this list, and he put it on his back, and he carried it all the way to the cross and he stretched out his arms and he died. He was nailed there. And now, when anyone looks and tries to find the list of my sins, it's gone because it was nailed to the cross and I don't owe the debt anymore. And I'm free to go. That is what Jesus Christ did for me And that's what Jesus Christ did for each one of you. He paid for your trespasses. He paid for your sins. He took them and was nailed to the cross. So when anybody tries to look up and recall your sins, they're gone. They don't exist. You don't owe the debt anymore. You're free to go. When's the last time you remembered that? With everything you have going on and everywhere you have to go and everybody that's pulling at you, you need to take time at a communion service to remember what Jesus did for you. That has to be special to you. That has to be something that you pause and you're thankful for. The second thing that we need to remember is what Jesus is doing What Jesus is doing in John 14, starting in the first verse, Jesus says this, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, 
what I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Think about this. Right now, while we're sitting here, according to this passage of Scripture, Jesus Christ is in heaven preparing our eternal home. See, you and I are going to spend eternity somewhere. And if you have placed faith in what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross, your eternity in heaven is secure. And what that should do, reading that passage, should give you and I perspective that everything we worry about and spend time working for is temporary. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, however many years you and I have left here on earth, and then it's gone. But heaven is forever. See, we live in these houses that are sturdy and can withstand storms, and we drive four-wheel drive vehicles that can get over lots of things, so we start thinking, man, this stuff is pretty cool, and it's pretty sturdy, and it can withstand things, so it must be kind of permanent, and it's just not, because it's going to burn up and be gone. And the problem is we've lost our perspective. We think that the 401k or the 403b or the promotion, or the vacation, or the bank account, or the legacy, or whatever, is important. When's the last time that you stopped to remember that you're going to spend eternity somewhere, and that's a lot more important than what you're going to do here on this earth today, or tomorrow, or next week? It's a tension to live in. You can't stop thinking about what's going on here. But Jesus is up to something in heaven. Have you thought about that recently? Have you remembered that you're going to spend eternity somewhere and that this is temporary and that is permanent? At a communion service, you can remember that and you can gain perspective. And you can start making some heavenly investments instead of focusing and worrying and stressing and fighting and arguing about things that are temporary. The third thing we need to remember is why we're still here. Why we're still here. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, it's known as the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Bill Hybels is a pastor in Chicago, Willow Creek Community Church. And he says, hey, when we got saved and with that eternity was secured, we've made that decision to follow Christ. Why didn't Jesus just take us to heaven? Why did he leave us here, as Heibel says, still sucking air? Why are we still here? The answer is simple. Because there are still people all around us who don't know. They haven't yet made that decision to trust Christ. They haven't yet placed faith in Jesus Christ who has taken their sins and nailed them to the cross. And we have a responsibility to tell them. Let me ask you this. When was the last time that you took a moment to care about someone else's spiritual condition? 
Everything else you've got going on and people pulling at you and schedules and mortgages and jobs and games and activities and everything. Let me put it the way the verse said. When was the last time you thought about making a disciple? Because that's why you and I are still here. That was the mandate that Jesus gave us. But we sure do get caught up in a bunch of other stuff. Communion is a time to remember what Jesus did, what he's doing, and why we are still here. Everything else that we have to do, that's not going to go away. The tension to walk in is some things need to rise above. And we have to remember what's most important. In a moment, we're going to continue on with our communion service, but I want to stop for a second and talk to those of you who might say, you know what, Steve, you talked about Jesus nailing our sins to the cross and placing faith in that. And I haven't made that decision yet. I've been coming for several weeks. I've heard you guys share the gospel, but I haven't yet started a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to give you a chance to do that. It's not about saying an exact phrase. It's just about turning to God and saying, God, I'm done trying to fix this on my own. And I want to place faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross and turn from my sin and receive your son. So I'm going to ask everybody just to bow their heads and pray right now. If you've made this decision, would you pray right now for those that are about to? And if you're ready to receive Christ, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. The exact phrase isn't important, but I'm going to give you some words to pray. And if you want to follow along, that'd be awesome. Let's pray together. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that my sin has separated me from you. God, I believe that you sent your son to the cross to die in my place. And today, I'm placing my faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me. Come into my life and save me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. I want to follow you with my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can look this way. Many of you have prayed to receive Christ in the past year and a half or so. And what we've done for each of you is we have this one-year Bible. And these are at the back tables. When we dismiss in a few moments, if you prayed to receive Christ, will you please, before you leave, would you go back to one of the tables and just say, hey, I prayed to receive Christ and I'd love to get a Bible. If you brought somebody that received Christ, would you take them back there? It's just a great way to start your journey is to start reading from God's Word. This is the gift that we want to give you. The way that we want to continue our service right now is the band and, and, the, and the team, they're going to play a song. And this is just a time for you to stay where you are, maybe bow your heads and just reflect, remember what Jesus did, what Jesus is doing, and why you and I are still here. It's in your notes. You could just maybe look at your notes right there and pray that through. Maybe, maybe jot some things down that God's working on your heart. But just stay in your seats. Stay where you are. And take this time during this song to remember 
And then after this song is over, the worship leaders will guide you through the time of communion and we'll continue on.